This episode brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, the best all-in-one flexible podcast monetization platform made for everyone and powered by Spotify. Anchor, the best way to make a podcast. Welcome to the show. My name is T. And I'm Drita. And we have a special guest tonight, Shaquila. Tell us something about yourself. Hey, everybody. My name is Shaquila. I'm originally from Pensacola, Florida. I am 31 years old. Um, A little bit about myself outside of that. The basics is I'm outgoing. I'm typically labeled the life of the party. I am very outspoken and um, strong-minded. Um... I mean, that's basically, I mean, I guess you got to experience me to really be able to describe all that comes with me because I am a bursting, well, an attacking rainbow. That's what I am. Attacking rainbow. I like that. (laughs) All right. So, Ms. Shaquila, tell us about where you're from. Oh, I'm from a small, small little speck on the panhandle called Pensacola, um, where we're known for our beautiful beach, Pensacola Beach. A lot of tourists go in and out of there. But, um, you know, when you're from there, you know, the smaller beaches is the most beautiful um, and most undisturbed. About our town, we're just really known for the seafood, trapping, gold teeth, and wicks. And for those who don't know what trapping is, it's a lot of illegal activities to get money. Most of the times, um, because of his, because it is really like a um, retirement state, Florida is, it's really not a lot of jobs. That's that's, yeah, you know, there's not really a lot of jobs that come through Pensacola. And if you do, you have to travel so far. Um, and the most well-known job there is like a call center job called Aurora. That's the name of the business. If you don't work there or hotels, most of the people are doing illegal activities to make it. Okay, <clears throat> so I know recently you just moved from Birmingham to Atlanta. So how do you like it up there? Atlanta is a fresh breath of air. If when I tell you um, from coming from a small place called, you know, like uh, Pensacola, and then moving to Birmingham, was there fourteen to fifteen years straight, and then moving to Atlanta, that was just like um, a kid in a candy store to me because literally. You can come from nothing and become whatever you want to become in Atlanta. There are so many loopholes mm. and resources and opportunities. It ain't even about your education or your status or nothing. It's about who you know. So Atlanta is all about networking. Networking can get you to the top. That's what's all up. Right, all That's right. what's up. Okay. Okay. That's good to hear. All right. Well, Miss Drita, how was your day today? My day was very relaxing. I got to enjoy this day with my um, my friend Shaquila. I enjoyed her today. So we're going to go into a couple of topics today about what's going on in the world. All right. Um, <clears throat> I just recently, what I was telling y'all, what happened today? I know you said you, you, you watched I was the watching movie a new, yeah. with Monique. Oh, which my was God. Some, which was absolutely crazy. That was very crazy. So I allowed, I um, put that movie on for Shaquilla. And what's your take on that movie? Um, that actually had me on and off the bed. I would, could sit down, but then my anxiety was like at its all-time high watching that. I was scratching my head really, really hard because I was wondering what was going to happen next. And also, 
Oh my God. Then it got to the point where I was just so anxious. I, could, I couldn't even sit down. I would just stand up to watch what would happen next. Then I was talking to the TV as if they can hear me. I mean, it was a lot going on in there. And for Monique to be off the screen for a long time as she was, she had a really, oh, yeah. a really long hiatus off the TV yes, screen. She definitely did great. So for right. her to come back with that, she gave us a little comedy, a little mis uh, mischievous, and a lot of sarcasm. Oh, my gosh. She went in and out of different phases with that character and I absolutely love it because she nailed Kudos it. Kudos to Monique. She yes. really did. She nailed yes, she that character. It. She really did. And to take that a step further, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I nearly cut that movie off like several times. I guess just with the mindset that I have and what I do for a living, man, it just it was making me mad. I was like, why does this girl have to always stand in front of the door as if the bullets won't go through it. Right, right, right. Ah. It was the end for me because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, telling you, telling you. If it was me and my best friend, Monique. Yeah, she, it would have been two dead bodies. No hate on you, Monique, at all, but we would have beat your ass on God. <laughs> you wouldn't have had time to kill neither one of us because we would have beat you up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That was the worst <laughs> fight scene I've seen Screw in Screw the movement. fight scene. It was the part where she was sitting up there after four, three to four people had already been killed. Mm -hmm. She's sitting there in shock as her friend tried to fight this lady off with a huge butcher knife, watching this slowly going to her friend. You mean to tell me, I don't care how little you is, you could at least like bagged up a little bit and bulldozed her off the top of uh, her something. to let her be able to run. She was something, something. let something. it go. She just sat there and, and watched her. Yeah, with her hand covered her mouth. Cried, watched and cried. Bitch, I'm get up and fight! That's what I'm saying. Like She did too much of nothing. I'm telling you, I, it was so many times I was like, you know what? This is making me mad. Though it was a great movie. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. But... That just wasn't real life. It was. It couldn't have been real life. Cause I'm sorry, man. We would have. We we we'd have hurt you, or we would have died trying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That yeah. was good. But that was though. That was a very good performance. I was really glad to see her back on the screen like that. And then also, you guys, if you haven't watched it, there's also a new movie called Fall Out. Oh yeah, yeah. So she had me watching that today, and it was really, really good. It was crazy though. Yeah. First of all, I want to be climbing that high. <laughs> 2,000 feet and a whole nother altitude of breathing and all. But like I said, um, you know, I hate to, don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it. Um, but just basically, I kind of love that philosophy, though. It was like, if you're afraid to die, then don't. If you're, if you're going to die, then don't be afraid to live. I love that uh, phrase because that is really, yeah. really true. I mean, you can't beat the inevitable. Um, and if that's what's invigorating to you and, you know, you feel liberated in doing it, that could be anything. You know what I'm saying? Maybe of course. Because yeah. we might not be able to do that. But like I said, in the movie, they, they were professional climbers. So this was like a hobby to them. So it wasn't nothing out of the ordinary to them. You get what right. I mean? Yeah, that was a very good movie. So, yes, if y'all haven't seen Fall... Please go watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna take a sip of this drink I got in front of me first. <laughs> you know, sometimes because yeah, I wouldn't have been doing it. Right, but sometimes you gotta be adventurous. Like yeah, I really, I I really believe that. And then you know, due to the movie like circumstances, I understand why they chose to climb again yeah, after that tragedy. A, oh no, I'm sorry, climbing up a rusty. 
satellite antenna or cell phone antenna, whatever that. Yeah, thing it was, was a radio tower. Yeah, and it was an abandoned one too. I'm sorry, that's not fun for me. Right. That's just not fun for me. Yeah. I like adventure. I like a good. Job. Oh, we know. I like that adrenaline rush. He, he goes out into the ocean and swing way past the point. <laughs> he swim all the way out there like he a shark or something. <laughs> but just they remember. Know. Just remember. He this got time. in trouble three times too, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did. I did yeah, that. No liabilities on there. <laughs> I did that. Tom. But again, you'll never catch me on a radio tower. Right. So if somebody ever comes back and they say, hey, we just seen T, he's down there climbing that radio tower. We know that they're lying. All somebody time. lying. <laughs> <laughs> somebody lying. Right, right. I would have went up by three steps. I'm like, yeah, that's enough of that. Exactly. <laughs> I might have went out there and watched y'all, but that's about it. Yeah, I felt like they needed somebody down on the ground just in case something tragic hey, happened. Somebody got to but, tell the story. Oh. Somebody got to be there to tell the story. Well, I hey, really man, appreciate it. I just... I love the movie concepts they're coming up with lately. It's right. a lot of it just keep you on the edge of your seat. I mean, usually we be having movies that just you don't even want to keep watching. You fall asleep on, but those things just keep you wondering, like those cliffhangers. Yeah, they keep wondering what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? Yeah, true. Then true. also, you know, these series. I've never been one to love like series because I am so impatient. I will oh. literally. Hope that there will be a button that we could push and buy the whole season so I can like binge watch it. Yes, just like BMF. BMF. Great season. That's something good yeah. to watch. Yes, yes, yes. I like watching it. Yeah, you definitely do. Anything, but you know what I did? Anything gangster. She just. She, the thing is, she's in it. the thing is with BMF, why I am so invested because I watched the actual documentary, so right. I know exactly what's real and what's not, and what's like kind of exaggerated for the TV. Right. And I can I can vouch to say that most of that stuff on the BMF series is a hundred percent true, and to the detail of how it was all done. Hmm. Because with the documentary, the actual um, guy they're talking about, or it was referenced yeah. for, which is Big Meech, um, Demetrius Flannery, he's actually narrating through the um, the actual documentary on all of them. And then they have the actual people that they who um, and the characters on mm -hmm. BMF, they have them speaking for themselves. So oh, we know exactly what happened up. firsthand. Right, hey. right. It's really good. I, I mean, I knew, I knew of Big Meech, I knew... That part was true, but I didn't realize a lot of the stuff in the series were actual events. I thought they were just, you know, they stuff were to actual. Get so kudos to um, Fifty Cent for yes. even coming up with doing this. Yeah. He's a great producer. He really is. So yes, he is. He hit that one. Awesome. He did that. He is, He's an awesome creator when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, he found his niche. I mean, he yeah. used he used rap to get in the game and then put that down and touched on all the kind of hats. Yes. I mean, he's he's been he's been killing the game with that. Mm -hmm. Really, he really has. I don't think it's been anything that he's put out that I haven't been into. Right, right. right. It's always a good storyline. Yeah, exactly. It definitely keeps yeah, you power keeps you right power there on that five. edge. Exactly. I love him. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I made you feel like you're back in the '80s or something. Hmm. Trying to go run home and catch the Cosby Show. Yeah, and um, to those who want to watch the documentary, um, cause I do re I do recommend watching the actual doc documentary before watching the the season one and two of BMF series. Mm -hmm. It's called Blunt Blowing Money Fast. BMF Blowing Money Fast. That's the name of the documentary, and it's also on the St the Stars app as well. Definitely. So if you guys get time. Y'all can go back and watch that because that is so interesting, too. I mean, down to details, pictures, all of that stuff. You get to see everything. It's, gotcha. it's so amazing how they got the characters, like, to look just like them. Like, they really real, did. Both of them. 
Like Terry and uh, Meech. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, Meech is his son. That's his son. That's his blood son. Wow. See, I didn't know that. Oh, I, yeah. I, I the, one who played, the one who played Meech is his actual his son. son. Wow. And 50 Cent, oh, yeah. 50 Cent actually, well, that's his, yeah, that's the junior. And 50 Cent actually went and got him, got him, paid for his acting classes and everything. So it's just like 50 Cent really saved this boy's life because his mindset was just to be like his father. Wow. They say that in the documentary as well. So that was like I really appreciate that. I mean, I look at Fifty Cent, 50 Cent and give him a um, a salute for that because not many people do that to take out their time out their own pocket to kind of save someone. Because what did he owe? What did he owe Big Meat? She didn't owe him anything. Nothing he did that. All. He did that just to save another. You know Nothing what I'm saying? At all. Another black guy's life, I believe. And that's that's really what it's all about. You know, it's you got to give back in some kind of way. Yeah. And that's that was just an awesome thing for him to do. You know, so yeah, definitely shout out to 50 Cent for that. Mm -hmm. The whole BMF crew, like, y'all are killing the game. They really are. Right? They are killing the game. I love to see that recreated. And then also just the just the, the um authentic authenticity of showing us what happens when you go down this road. Whether you have good intentions or not, it is real raw and uncut to let you know that hey, this wasn't the way. We may have fun the entire time or we changed lives, we helped people, but there was other ways to do this outside mm -hmm. of this way. And exactly. and he showed uh um Big Meech showed all his mistakes. And only his his only biggest mistake was that he um they really couldn't even, he's not even in prison uh, for nothing. That he actually he never got caught for nothing. He actually did. Really? He, yeah. He hmm. He's not even, he didn't get all that time for nothing. He actually did. Because when it was time to prosecute him, he was really just prosecuted on things that his brother was caught doing. And they all knew that they ran together. You get gotcha. what I mean? Because the only thing they had evidence on him was a, a bunch of partying. Literally. The whole guilty by association. Yep. Man. Yep. That's why he went. Now that I didn't know either. Yeah, that's um okay. You know, continue with the um the B, the BMF documentary. You will see all that. So I was like super invested. Took me two days. I like to binge stuff. Wow. <laughs> Love to binge. When I'm on it, I'm on it. Ah, I like to binge, but mm, I'll probably fall asleep on you at some mean? point. Except, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't care. What these listeners are going to think about me, I'm going to say it anyway. 1823. Oh, that was the shit. 1823. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Is that uh, a series? It, it is a series. It is. From the Wild West. Like, it's I don't even like West. You ever watched Yellowstone? No. Oh, man. Oh, we got to get you on that one. I don't even like Western movies. Like, I kind of felt like my dad. Or my uncle. They love Western movies. I felt like them at first. I was like, man, look at me sitting here watching this, this Western movie. I'm getting old. But I don't, I don't even care what nobody thinks about it now. That is a great series to watch. It was you, well you, put together. If yeah. you watch the first one, you're going to binge your way all the way through it. I kid you not. You are going to binge your way all the way through that show. Because it is... It's the shit. So is that a um, series on the Stars app? Uh, where can I find that? I want to say it's on Paramount Plus. Yes. I want to say Paramount okay. Plus. Yeah. I want to yeah. say that. Don't quote me on that, but I want to say Paramount Plus. 
But that's a must a must watch as well. Like it's really good. Like, yeah, I started it him on it. Yeah, I'm always finding stuff like that to watch. Yeah, so. I give you, I give you credit. I will yeah. give you your credit. <laughs> she showed me one episode of that, and, and you were hooked. I was absolutely all the way hooked. I mean, having terrible days at work the next day because I had been up all night watching that show. So if you get a chance, definitely eighteen twenty three. Y'all try it. That's really good. Okay. So, in other news, down in New Orleans, it was the Mardi Gras weekend. Five people were shot. Oh, one, wow. out of, one out of the five was a um, teenager. So, I'm going to um, keep that story going, keep up with that and see what's going on with that. I got a partner down there. I might have to call him and check on him. Right. It's so much going on in the world. Like... <laughs> Oh my God, we can't go and have no type of fun without something popping off. Yep, something going wrong. Well, honestly, um, before Mardi Gras actually kicked in, there was also um, reports of actual um, New Orleans warning people about coming down there. Um, she was just basically warning about the root work that's been done down there. Uh -huh. um, and also the robberies. Um, realizing like... They said most people from New Orleans, most people from New Orleans don't go down there to Mardi Gras. I mean, because they're used to it, I guess. And Bourbon Street is not a place. They already knew that you're a target because you're on Bourbon Street. Um, and they know that you're a tourist. You get what I mean? So, so it's like you're an automatic target, you know, from being there. Um, and personally, from my experience of going to New Orleans one time, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm never going to cross that water again. Okay. <laughs> You were scared of the bridge? It wasn't the bridge because we have a three mile, like three to fourth mile bridge in Pensacola. That's it true. was the, um, it was like the, I mean, I don't know if you know listeners or spiritual or whatever, but it's, I am. And it's like something that I can't hide from or run from. And um, as we crossed that bridge, it was a lot of heaviness. And I was paranoid and anxious and scared the entire time. I didn't, oh, gotcha. I didn't get to enjoy gotcha. myself. It was already dark. Um, so I was busy, too busy, like up against the wall trying to watch every single thing. And it was a lot going on. I mean, they're all out with it down there. Oh, definitely that. Yeah. You know, New Orleans is all, it's been a, a rather crime-heavy area for a long time. I mean, a long time. Uh, that's something that's not new at all. Right. I could have told you that from... I mean, it's been going on for decades, way before Katrina ever hit any of that other stuff. I mean, it is what it is. It's a it's a tourist area. It's a heavy traffic tourist <clears throat> area. And just like you said, these people know it. So when you have that criminal element that comes out and they have these people that are down here on vacation or taking a trip, coming to the Mardi Gras, coming to the Essence Festival um. or whatever it may be that's down there... Uh, they know because nobody's going to come all the way down there with no money in their pocket. You know, very, it's going to be few and far between that are going to actually do that. So they know they're either going to trick you some kind of way to give you to, for you to willingly give your money up or they're like you said, it. they're just going to take it. Yeah, they're going to take I it. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I hadn't seen dudes go down there and I mean, it's, it's just as quick as, you know, making you think he's trying to holler at you. You know, it's, hey, hey, what's up, mama? 
Let me get that number. And that purse, and that watch, and that bracelet, <laughs> and them shoes. You'll so, be in the alley somewhere naked. Exactly. So definitely, y'all be careful when you go places. You know, you always got to have that third eye at the back of your head. And that's why I iterate all the time on people paying attention to their surroundings. Definitely. Whether you walk into your car or getting off work or whatever, because not only down there, it's everywhere. Exactly. You know, they send women up day and night. Like, yeah. All and the it's, time. it's sad that we got to, we're in a society now that some guys don't care about doing that to a female. Right. Like, if you're going to be a criminal, be a criminal. But And I, I, I know it doesn't sound right, but at least have some kind of class no, as a criminal. No, that, you know, no, it's not even about having class. Have some kind of standards. No, right? it's not even about having standards or class. First of all, they feel like, number one, see, that's why I said I have a broad spectrum on a mindset. You got to mm -hmm. think about in a criminal mindset. The women are the easiest targets. You're right. not going to find true. too many women that can actually be the man. That's true. So, therefore, t uh, number two... You don't know what they got at home waiting for them to come home and provide. They exactly. can have kids or a, a, a dying grandmother that they have to feed and they don't have nothing or no way. It could be insurance problems. It could be anything. We could have another John Q story. Yep. So anything they can do, they will snatch purses, do whatever to make sure that these people at home are not crying anymore or stressed or dying. You know what I'm saying? Whatever situation they have at home. So it's, they, that's why you, you can't take it personal because it's something that actually rooted them to go and do these things. And sometimes people just like, hey, this is easy. Might as well take this easy money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's like three different ways you could look at that. You know? Like I said, again, it's just, it's crazy. Um, this day and time, life just crazy anyway. Like, for real. Like, people will still kill and destroy, and that's in the Bible. So, like I said, women, y'all just be mindful of what y'all doing. And make sure you're looking around when you go into the car. Have your keys out in your hand. Have your phone. Don't be looking in your phone too much when you're walking. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Oh, yeah, that's, a, def that's a very good point with right, the phone. with the phone. You know, whoever you're texting or trying to call or whatever, unless it's an absolute emergency, pay attention to your surroundings. Because mm -hmm. while you got your face down looking at that phone, they're getting in position. They're ready for you. They're ready for you. And it doesn't matter at that point. You could be armed to the teeth. But if, if you're not ready for it, they're going to get you every time. Or you'll be as crazy as me. Always keep something in your hand anyway. Like, I do the, I, I mean, I guess it was because I'm used to being with my kids and my, me by myself. So mm -hmm. I always have this weird thing. Like, if I got a key without, like, you know, sometimes people have touched, um, you know, push start cars. But if you don't have that, you have the key to put in there. I keep it lacush between my middle two fingers. And I always have it. So if I swing one punch, it's going to something. I mean, I'm going to get one lick off if I have nothing else. Damage. Yeah, so I'm going to get you off of me. And then I'm going to get my, my balance back and I'm going to be able to defend myself. Right. You're not just going to be able to yoke me up. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's good thinking. Good that thinking. is good thinking. Very yeah. good thinking. All right. So, you know what I want to know? And I'm going to go, I'm going to backpedal here a little bit. But... I want to hear some stories of y'all's two's friendship. Oh, 
I got I'm one. I'm top. I'm going to tell it. Come on with it. Come on with it. Come on with it. Come on with it. Tell it. Tell it, girl. Come on. Girl, we've been through hell and back. And we still together. That's my dog. That's my little sister. So go ahead, tell it. Come on. Let's hear it. Okay. Oh, I had one that was when I was going to tell, but I could leave that maybe in the wind. But this one, let me tell you how she rescues me out of my own mess. <laughs> I promise you, let me tell you something. If you guys, this is how you know a person. Oh, my God. And I'm kind of getting emotional. Yeah, because why you want to do that? Like, I'm going to be like getting frosted in the throat and stuff. Like, I already because, know. Don't y'all start that. <laughs> that is so, because, you know, it is so rare to find people that actually love you for you. Not who they want you to be. Not who they're trying to mold you to be. Who they hope Straight you would be. And they just take you raw. I, look, facts. I'm not. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So I realized a long time ago, I'm a shot of tequila. I was never tea in the first place. Gotcha. Get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She was able to take those shots. It was what it was. You know what I'm saying? I was in the worst place ever that I felt. You get what I mean? Gotcha. Everybody fall down and I'm, you know, um, this is Shaquilla. So I'm very authentic and I don't mind sharing my story. Just pieces of it. And I could just tell you of a part that she saved me out of. Um, there was a time I, um, I lost my mom in a tragedy. Um, and I kind of lost myself for like four years straight. So within that um, four-year um, period before I got myself back together, I was able to shake back out of grief. Um, I literally left a fully furnished apartment and just walked. Like I was one of those people. I was willing to be one of those people under the bridge because I was like, how can I live without my mom, you know? But I still have four daughters to take care of, but I was not thinking like that. Mm -hmm. I was just about myself and my pain. So I was standing in this shelter, right? I was standing in the shelter. I don't want to give, do any name calling, um, but it's here in um, Birmingham, Alabama. And um, the program you have to work, um, like they take any kind of benefits you got, put towards the entire building. You have to work an entire week for 20 bucks at the end of the week. Um, and it was just like so many rules and I've always been a person that's just like, Hey, once I'm grown, I can figure out on my own. Like I didn't need the services that they were providing, but I went through the program for me to be able to get help with housing later on. Mm -hmm. And they just kept coming up with more and more stuff because I've always been outspoken, literally always. So I stayed getting in trouble. And Sandra, I called Sandra to crying like for the 15th time. Cause it was like, look, I'm going to leave. And I was like, I don't know where I'm going to leave and go to because it's like one of those things when you got kids, you like, look, sometimes you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, and when to walk away. Gotcha. This time, I decided to walk away into the wind. I didn't give a damn. What was next? I was just like, screw it. Man, I called Sandrita. Sandrita came rushing in them people's doors. First of all, you're not even supposed to come in the building. She comes storming through the building, and she don't never have to come back. I was like, how the fuck you know that? I like, <laughs> Wait a minute, don't talk too much. But yeah, come help me get my stuff about here because they got me bit. So she helped me tow all my stuff. And she literally lived, it was so ironic that she actually lived like two streets over from the shelter, actually. Right. And it was rough, but she gave me a place to stay when there was no room for a place to stay. Oh man, that's what's up. You know, I mean, she made a place to stay. She made sure we ate, made sure I had something to put on my back. You get what I mean? Like, dang, when do you ever really have friends that'll carry you? That like sounds that? like a, that's a true friend. 
That's definitely a true friend. Man, I ain't never met another one like her. And it's like almost 15 years, dang near. If you think back, like, what year was it? Oh, and i never forget this one time. She was sitting outside her car with her tennis shoes tied up real tight, thinking she was going to get a hold of me. She was in this crazy relationship. Guy, the guy was, like, really trying to put us against each other because we hung around each other every single day, and I didn't like him, and I was telling her my true opinion about him. You know, when love, when you're in love with a guy, you're blind. But as a friend, I'm still going to say it because mm-hmm. I see what I see, and, okay, one day this going to run out. I don't care. I'm like, I told you so. Yeah. Get what I mean? Yeah. And she was like so fed up with the stuff he was saying. You should have seen the look on her face. I was like, I don't give a damn. I'm a little, I ain't gonna say nothing to you, but don't you keep your hands to yourself. Because <laughs> you got one hell of a fight. You reach up over here, baby. And I kept on walking to my little apartment. She watched me all the way to my apartment. I said, oh, she must be not here to whoop my ass today. <laughs> I said, I don't know what he told her, but baby, she was ready to whoop my ass that day. Oh, man. He was really trying to come between our um, friendship, though. He really did. I think the last time he tried to disrespect me because he was very, very disrespectful. And my son was in the car. You remember? Yeah, for Darius. <laughs> <laughs> But they was like 16. He was 16. They was he so was. young. Yeah. They got outside the car at the curb. He beat him up. Then he, he swung on Dre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I said his name. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. Oh, she did name we, we are in the South. It's probably about a thousand Dre's just yeah. on this street alone. All right. But, yeah. My son was fed up with that. Yeah. He, he hit him. Mm. He was 16. Wow. And so I had to walk away from that. That's another thing. You know, it's three types of abuse. You know, yeah, it's mentally, physically, and emotionally. Well, yeah, emotionally. Well, you're right. But it mentally can go with emotionals. That's the same thing. So, yeah, mentally, physically, and And um, verbally. Yeah. So I tell anybody, if you're in that type of relationship, get out of it. You know, they're going to tell you what they want want you to hear. And, you know what I'm saying, they play mind games with you. And you'll be dumb for them or even be a fool. But at some point, wake up and know your worth. Exactly. When you know your worth, you won't let nobody walk over you, period. I literally used that very phrase earlier today. Um, and, I'm, of course, you know, no information to be divulged. But... Just to see a beautiful young girl that is putting up with a guy that's putting his hands on you. This guy is, I mean, he's just irresponsible on a whole other level. You got kids running around. This guy's leaving fully loaded firearms just wherever. I mean, just one on the couch, just sitting there. And I'm like, man, I can see the news reports now about how some young baby has either... Killed his parent or killed his sibling. Yeah, that just happened yesterday. A three-year-old actually killed herself. Yeah, definitely. Like, you deserve more Um, I believe so. Wow. Wow, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, we have to be more responsible when it comes to handguns or any kind of weapons. When when you got children involved. Like, come on. Um, Think. Mm-hmm. Be responsible. Put them things away. But as, as as a man, he should have thought more of the family that he had right there in front of him mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know what? I don't want anything to happen to my child. I don't want any kind of accident to go on and cause harm to my family. So 
let me at least put this on top of the closet. Right. Or let me go work a few extra hours and buy some kind of safe or some kind of locking device to where that can't happen. You yeah, know? but then if you're with an abuser, it is obvious why he leaves it out. Um, he, it is obvious why he leaves it out. He leaves it out due to the scare tactic. You That's know, it's, it's all a scare tactic. And I'm talking from experience. I've been in a situation of that such. Um, and I know that that's what they do. Um, because like, okay, if I can't be you one way, I bet you, I mean, cause you're looking down the barrel of your life could be flashed with, you know, before your eyes within one squeeze of a trigger and it's all right. over. You get what I mean? Yeah. So it's all a scare tactic. Most mm -hmm. definitely. They'd be like, Hey, okay, you out talk me. I can grab this. And what can you do with this? Exactly. Get what I'm saying? So exactly. it's, it's all about manipula um, intimidation and, um, manipulation. manipulation. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So ladies, if y'all had to tell the other ladies that are listening to this podcast right now that might be in that situation, that might be living that very thing, what would you tell them right now? Girl, I'm going to tell you this right now, right here. Oh, she didn't have to move the whole mic. I want you to play real cool. Because all of us are so, this is what I'm saying. Men already know that we, if we stay with them multiple times after they already took us through the pain and took us through the rain, they ain't going to never give you no sunshine. They already see that you will put up with any and everything from them just to have a companion or just to have that love or out of familiar, uh, familiarity. Just because that's what you know, you don't want to start over, you're always afraid of change, blah, blah, blah. This is what you do. You have sex with him. You cook him a good meal. Do not be fooled by when you have sex. Because, you know, when that's the change in the uh, spirits. So you may be all comfortable and stuff like that. But as soon as he go to sleep, unleash the beast. But before you unleash the beast, make sure you always put some paperwork on him. Because you got to have a paper trail. Gotta have a paper trail because you don't want to be sitting in jail for the rest of your life and somebody else raising your children or the, the, the state raising your kids. Because all witnesses don't be witnesses. They didn't even watch you get beat to a bloody pope in front of your kids and all this stuff and that. And they'll never come to court and speak up for you on your behalf That's because right. they don't want nothing to happen to them in, retali in retaliation. So, therefore, you gotta have you a paper trail, girl. Gotta start a paper trail. Gotta start a paper trail. Got to start that paper trail. Start sneaking to the police and department. Follow up on that paper trail. Don't just get a thousand reports on the guy and, and never do anything. Up. Yeah. But I believe even if you get the reports, they know that it's a history of domestic abuse here. That's true. That's true. But so they'll know why you snap one day. I guess on a professional outlook at it, I feel like don't get these reports. Don't waste our time if you're not going to do anything about it. Because some of these guys, if you don't show them that you're not playing. And it, let me just stop saying guys. I'm not, I don't want to sit here and sound like too. a man basher. <laughs> because I'm not. Yeah. It goes both ways. Because I've seen some women do the thing with some guys. So if you're in a, an abusive relationship, definitely, you got to follow up on it. Get that report. Get that just like you said, get that paper trail started. But when this, when you see that he's got these multiple charges where they've done this, this, and this to you, mm -hmm. follow up on it because that's the only way that they're going to know 
you do mean business and you ain't playing with it. Okay, and guess what? Let me tell you something from experience. Like I said, you listen to him. Now, you see, he's a police officer. He has that lifestyle. He understands what it is. But we, I'm talking for the people who would have been in the shoes before, ma'am. You already know, as soon as you're trying to put all these charges on this man, the man going to come back and do you dirty before the police even get a chance oh, yeah. to call gum to you. So you can't, some, a lot of stuff you can't follow up on because, like I said, you're in fear. You right here with this man, this piece of paper ain't doing nothing right now. And then it takes 30 to 40 minutes for the police to come get me. By that time, I'm already strangled to death. You get fact. what I'm saying? I, I so I, 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 you, I can't do, I can't be as bold as you expected me to be as far as coming to court out. This, man, that man going to kill me, man. That man going to be out the door somewhere waiting and y'all ain't going to see it coming. I'm not going to see it coming. I could be coming from work. This man know my routine already. He's lived with me. He know my every move. Right. So if, if, unless when I go put this charge all the way on him and I go to court, unless there's a resource that I can go to, they get, I'm talking about that day. Give me the money or something that I can immediately move. Now, I give kudos to the domestic violence shelters. That is for that. They show a police report. You be able to hide you and your kids. And it's like they'll dang, they'll put you on witness protection. Yes, there is that. But there also is a process you have to go through. Nothing is immediate. So the day that the police departments and everybody else in that, um, in that criteria give people that are really battered and abused a resource, to, some some money that's set to the side by the state that they can get this five to six thousand dollars to pick up and move right then. You're gonna have a lot of people still just putting uh, uh, reports in and never following up, and you have no idea what they're going to do behind closed doors. This guy, no, I'm already finna get my head whooped in on the fact that he even know I put a, a warrant on him or a case on him. That's 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 one that's one fight I gotta get through if I make it through that. And then the number one question is why did why she didn't leave. It's hard to it's, just walk away. It's not even that. Not even just that, because there's a lot of women don't give a dang about walking away. They want to walk away. They're looking at those kids, watch them go through that. They want to walk away. The resources. They need the money. I definitely agree. They with need that. the places. I definitely agree with you on that. Maybe I they need to start hood homes or some habitat homes yeah. just for domestic violence people who are on the run. Yeah, there, there okay. definitely should be more that you know each everybody can do. You know, from different levels, even on the police level, from that first immediate first responder level. There should be more that we should be able to do for people when we go to a scene. And I know that this guy just finished beating up on this lady and he said whatever he said, he did whatever he did. But by the time I get there, of course, they're always gone. Yeah. When the, when the fight's going on and. When he's in her face, it's always, man, I don't care nothing about the police. But they're always gone when we get there. So it makes it hard for us because now we got to go. And the time consumption of, <coughs> like you said, actually going through the paperwork process, mm -hmm. going to talk to a magistrate, going to get the charges pressed, simply even waiting on the report to get done. You know, it should be something more immediate, you know, uh, that we should be able to do. I feel like. There should be something in place to where if it happens and I see signs of it, even if the guy ain't there, I should be able to go wherever I need to go to get this guy and pick him up and, you know, drop him on off. And I don't mean drop off to where one of his partners can come and pick him up later on from the jail the same day. Yeah, they all they right. need a no bond automatic. They they really do. They need something to so wear. So I'm thankful that I seen the law change with domestic like violence. That. I did see the law change with this domestic violence. That is a felony. They're not, they're not 
isn't it? Oh yeah. They're not playing games with this domestic violence stuff anymore. Oh yeah, definitely. Period. Yeah. And then and another thing is no bond. It follows you. You get a, I think you get a no bond as well. Yep. So just remember that, everybody out here listening, if, and you know who you are, if that's your lifestyle, if that's the kind of thing you'd like to do, you like to play scare tactics, you want to intimidate people, you know, and manipulate people, just remember, all it takes is that one charge, and you pretty much kind of ruined your whole record, because it's never coming off. So just know that. And then also, um, that, that we're not going to be biased. We're actually talking to the women, too, because there's women who see women oh, yeah, for men. Yeah. And they beat on them, too. Your butt got a place uh, in, in, in prison and in jail as well. Exactly. And men, do not be afraid to take uh, speak up because your masculinity, you feel like that you're, you're being demasculine. You're not. Yeah. Please tell somebody. And you're being a man by, you know, uh, with self-restraint and self-respect, but you don't, that don't mean you just take the time out and allow people to hurt you as well. Amen. Definitely. Speak up. There are a lot of guys, I've seen it happen to them, and they don't want to say anything. They don't want to press the charges. They don't want to throw their girlfriend or their wife under the so-called bus. Lock up. You know. Period. I mean... Locked up, stabbed. I've seen it. And hey, dude, who did this? And he'll sit there and look at me and say, I don't know. How you not know? We all know. Come on now. We all know. Yeah. You know, some of these people we know from experience that she's done it before in the past. So just like you said, it's not an issue of you not being a man. You know, it just is what it is. I feel like you are being a man when you give her the boundaries. Look, ma'am, I'm not going to take this. Exactly. Okay, exactly. this is me stepping up for myself. If this is what it takes, oh, well, you can have a record, man. Because well, when you realize that you're messing up your life, you'll just keep your hands to yourself or just leave me alone. Exactly. That's what that's what I think. That's what I wish people could realize. When just, I wish, you're right, not happy, when you um something. having confrontational with your significant other or whatever and that person trying to walk away, allow them to walk away. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing. That's what causes fights and stuff when... This person, or she trying to walk out the door to catch air, or he trying to walk away from you during the course of y'all argument or whatever, let that person walk away and get some air. Don't keep putting them back or falling up behind them because, yeah, you're going to get popped. That's, that's provoking. A, it is yeah, definitely provoking. provoking. Mm. So, wow. both ends are always provoking. I'm just saying. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we have had a great session tonight. Ms. Shaquilla, when can we expect to see you back on the show? Back on the show, back in Birmingham, like when? Hopefully March 11th. Oh, March 11th. I don't know. Maybe, maybe March 11th. I don't know. Um, probably before then. But um, I don't know. It depends on which way life blow me. And look, I'm a, I'm a bird right now trying to get out of a cage myself. So most definitely... I'm get out. <laughs> so most definitely soon, right? Yeah, it's gonna be soon. Okay. I like Birmingham. I mean, I like Atlanta too, but I like Birmingham more. I mean, maybe because familiar faces and you know more of a support system there. Because uh, Atlanta, young, young baby, young, young. You got it. Like I said, networking is everything. I like Atlanta. I just don't think I can do the traffic. I just, I honestly, I can't do the traffic there. Oh, traffic, see, you always got to be an hour ahead. I've mastered traffic. 
Then it's okay to go 90 miles per hour. Actually, the police will be doing 100 and wondering why you're not breaking the law enough. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't got a speeding ticket there. I get to let it open up. Whatever motor I got, about to blow it. Getting to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That right. is what's up. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to close this one on out. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the show. Yes, and Shaputa, we thank you for being a part of our show today. You guys are welcome. Thank you for having me. All right.